Greetings, Fake Horse Racing fans. Welcome back to the newest, the hottest, the coolest, the insert adjective of your choice here is Sim Horse Racing Podcast. This is the morning line. Are we qualified? No, but we're going to do it anyway. I'm Nini Hunter. And I'm Mary Jade Vess. And today we have a very special guest. I'm just kidding. We don't have anyone this week. It's just us. <laughs> no. <laughs> Last week was enough guests to tide me over for a couple weeks. <laughs> Let's maybe, be real. Maybe even forever. Maybe that'll just be the, the last couple of people we have on the on the show. Yeah, editing four audio tracks is like I've done it a couple of times and it's it's quite the battle sometimes. I can't imagine it, and that is why you are the most treasured member of the morning line. Yeah, me, you, and our recording bot named Craig. Yeah, just the three of us. The yeah. the three musketeers, if you will. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're going to talk about 11 musketeers today that are entered in the Chimborazo Stakes for $5 million, a grade one at Australia Racecourse, six furlongs on the turf. This is like the sim version of the Everest. That's what it's called in real life, right? I thought the Everest exists in the sim. Does it? I thought this was the Everest. Maybe. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe All I know does. is... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> this is the big turf sprint race in the sim. Like, this is worth more money than the Stewart's Cup. Uh, there are a lot of grade one races, week 13. And this is going to be the only one we talk about today because there's so many. There's like 25 grade one races for thoroughbreds. And we really can't go over all of them and we don't we didn't want to go over like a couple of them and like cherry pick them even though that's kind of how we usually do it but it's hard cherry picking from like 25 versus from like five or six a week you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah it's like this is kind of our first week of like uh the big stewards cup preps like there's going to be horses that are coming into the stewards cup off the the races that run in these like this week kind of thing so yeah it's wild big week of racing Indeed. Uh, good luck to everyone. Before we get started, I hope all of your horses uh, dead heat for first place. That'd be sick. Um, wouldn't it be cool if we all just won everything? Yeah. Just kidding. It wouldn't be cool. <laughs> I want to beat everyone. <laughs> With that, uh, let's talk about the Chimbo. Uh, the first horse we have entered here in this field of 11 is uh, Black Magic Hero, a homebred for Cindy Saunders. This guy was on quite the hot streak uh, earlier this year. Uh, he did win the Saudi Turf Sprint before finishing third in the Desert Turf Sprint. Since then, he's won the Diamond Runner Sprint, a grade three in South Africa, and then another uh, listed sponsored stakes in South Africa right after that, the Ready Set Stakes, as a prep for this. Yeah, I like this guy. He's a cool guy. He is a cool guy. I like his headshot. Very handsome. He's, yes, he does have a very handsome headshot. Very regal. Yes, I think it matches very his regal. cat's name, Antonio. I like that for, for a cat. <laughs> very very great that's a good name yeah and i don't think he's ever run in this race before even though he's he's like running the stewards cup and uh he's running like saudi and dubai so i'm sure he's seen a lot of these horses before maybe but we'll see yeah, how it goes he hasn't he's trying to become or not trying to become the first five-year-old in the chimbo i, I don't know why i said that <laughs> um and thunder was... horse won it as a five-year-old didn't he Kid Galahad actually won it at five. Thunder Horse won it at three and four. Uh, I was what I was trying to say. Okay, I was originally going to say it looks like this guy was campaigned very conservatively early on in his career after finishing fourth in the Stewards Cup as a two-year-old. Um, I honestly, I think that's probably was good for him. I think 
you know, he came in more fresh than others because, you know, others are probably beating up on each other and he's coming in here with sky high confidence. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Black magic hero. Yeah. A good boy. He's, he's a good boy. Uh, next up, we have Bloody Rose, who's a homebred for Rebecca Rose Hepburn. This is, I think th- there's multiple fillies in this. or Yeah, well, a couple of different, a couple of mares, probably not fillies, but it's the first of the, of the females. Uh, she ran in this race last year. She was sixth, um, pretty well beaten, split the field because so, it was a 12-horse field last year. Uh, since then, she has been pretty good. She's won four of her last five, uh, mostly uh, lower-level graded stakes, um, not really facing off against this top competition again, but she does come in confident, and she has run, like, she ru- always runs pretty consistently, like, high 80s to low 90s, so we'll see how she does here. I must say that this mare's dam has like probably the greatest headshot of all time. This is a Philly by See You Monday out of the Soldier Field mare selfie. Oh my god. <laughs> I just <laughs> opened it up and I was not expecting that. <laughs> oh man. Gotta think Rebecca Rose Hepburn got a steal on purchasing the dam for 250000 Good for you, Rebecca. Good for Considering you. Considering the mare is made or has produced $7 million in progeny earnings, yeah, I think that's pretty good. Oh yeah, he gotta be. I'm sure she's happy that uh, Tim Matthews did not outbid her by one dollar. If that's what happened, or <laughs> go and offer one more dollar to the steward, as he did. <laughs> Next up here, okay. we have uh, a Pete Vela homebred called Can You Feel It. He's by Air Velocity out of uh, the Pit Road mare Maps to Heaven. I really like. I like that mare, or I like the name. I had her confused with another horse. Just, I still like her. You know. I still like her, even though she's not the horse I was thinking of. I digress. Uh, yeah, can you feel it? Uh, 17 for 26 lifetime, coming off of three consecutive wins. Was last seen winning the Prix de la Goldacova uh, two weeks ago in Europe, grade two. Before that, he won the Prix Nightshade Stakes and the Nakuru Dash in Kenya. Was fifth in the Saudi Turf Sprint. Was second in the Pe- Pegasus Dash, why can't I talk? It is for 42 in the afternoon, and I am somehow still sleepy. <laughs> Come on, Amy. You know, I like this horse. Uh, hasn't, like, really beat crazy good competition, but has always been, like, right there, you know? Like, finishing uh, second, what was it? Yeah, second in the Pegasus. Uh, still ma- made a check in the Saudi Turf Sprint, even though it was a bit further back in that one. I would give this one a live shot, especially coming in after three in a row, all winning all of those with uh, a 91 or better. I think this is a sleeper here. Yeah, I think he's only been off the board twice, so that's pretty good out of 26 starts. Oh, yeah, and a homebred to boot. Good job, Pete. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good job, Pete. Uh, next up, we have... Wait 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 wait, 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 wait. Sorry, uh... I, had to, I, had to, <laughs> I had to make the, the, the joke. Can you feel it now, Mr. Krabs? Oh, no. Okay, we're moving <laughs> on. <laughs> Next, we have uh, Stuart Bradford Glenn Larson. That's Do You Believe in Magic? This one costs $2.5 million by Gentle Touch out of See You Buy. So, uh, obviously, that makes him... Yeah, it's a boy. Makes him a have to uh, such, um, you know, pretty, pretty okay horses. Like, See You Monday, See You Around uh see this is me you know like pretty pretty good pretty decent all millionaires um 
this guy has been very much up and down. He had lost his form up until um, a couple starts ago. He was fifth in the Desert Turf Sprint, and when he lost that race, it marked, I believe, seven races without a win. So he dropped back down into Allowance Company. Uh, he dropped, yeah, he dropped down to Allowance Company and um, came back, won a listed stake. So he's kind of back in form, but I like, I'm not super sold on his chances here. That's just me, though. He was fourth in this race last year, though. So yeah, uh, I agree with you. That's the thing about the halves to to see you Monday, where it's like they'll do good and then they do not so good. Note that I speak from experience. Uh, <laughs> I have uh, the dams or the half brother to this thing called, or I had the half brother to this thing called Now You See Me. And he kind of reminds me of this horse where he flashed a lot of potential. And then I was like, oh my God, he's going to do well against like the big boys. And then like he didn't. But uh, hopefully, do you believe in magic turns that trend around? But unfortunately, I am not so inclined to believe that will be the case on Friday. Yeah. Next uh, up, we. Sorry, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Next up, we have Feather's Shadow for Xander's Own, bred by the Steward. Uh, by Gentle Touch, out of the mare Demon's Run. Fun fact, Demon's Run is out of my mare, can't let go, or was my mare for a period of time. A half to my Steward's Cup winner. Okay, I digress, I'm sorry. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> you do that a lot. <laughs> I apologize for being proud of what my barn has uh, accomplished. Uh-huh. It's, it's true, I'm sorry. Anyway, uh, Feather's Shadow... Purchased for $5.55 million as a yearling. She is almost... He, I'm sorry, I don't know where I got she from. He has almost broke even, has earned uh, $5.4 million on the track. Most notably won the Pegasus Dash both this year and last year. Yes, I did not butcher that. Was second in this race last year. Was third in the Stewart's Cup Sprint. Third in the Saudi. Fourth in the Desert. This horse kind of always shows up. I would consider him a contender to hit the board, even though he hasn't won since the Pegasus earlier this year. Uh, finished second behind Talos in his last couple of starts. But, you know, he's dangerous. Yeah, this guy is a lot of, like... Like, he's obviously really good, but there's, like, some top-level studs. Or I guess Ribbon Gold's in here, so it doesn't really matter. But I remember Ribbon Gold and Dirk Proven last year were, like... It was, it was those... Like, it was these three, and he just... If Ribbon Golden Dirk proven never drew well, um, which I don't think they did in the Pegasus last year, like this horse kind of takes advantage of stuff like that. So I think post position is going to be a big factor for him. Anyway, uh, next up we have a homebred for Rafa Usos. This is Hernan Cortez uh, by CU Monday out of Fez's or Cool by Fez, who I guess was owned by somebody who's on this podcast. You are correct. Yeah. <laughs> See, I know that. Uh, This guy, he has lost six straight coming in. Hasn't won since last year, week 12. Um, He was fifth in the Stewards' Cup, fourth in the Pegasus, and then he was second in the grade one tulip sprint, and then he's dropped down to grade twos and still hit the board. He makes me nervous because I am not... I want to, like, okay... He ran really well last year. He won the Saudi turf, but he just hasn't really been the same horse this year. So I have to think that maybe his peak has kind of passed him. Still really good, but I just, I think there are other horses in here that are at the top of their game. And I don't think he's fast enough to keep up with them. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree with you, even though his headshot is really, really beautiful. That unfortunately does not make him any faster, though. 
Yes. Sadly. Uh, yeah, he's got the flow. In he his really does. Show. Got that sheen. His groom must mm-hmm. have really, like... What's that thing that you put on horses when they go to the sale to make them shinier? Uh, I don't remember. But I know the, what you're talking a, about. Yeah, there's a substance that you can put on a horse to make them shine. And the groom used that. Is it cowboy <laughs> magic? Is that what it's called? Is it? I remember I used to put that on my horses. <laughs> I don't do it on my race horses, but... <laughs> Your other horses. Yeah. Of the non-racing variety. Of the non... No, this... The, my other horses were, like, 12 hands high and also not a horse. It was a pony. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little Welsh guy. Little Welsh Aww. Guy. Yeah. Little Welsh. What was his name? Uh, his name was Arrow. Arrow. Yeah. I assume He's... he was better than uh, the CW show of the same name. Oh my god, he was so much better. And that's saying something. He was kind of a jerk. Oh man. Oh, Arrow. A good boy. Uh, we don't have my- to get into the whole CW thing. I rant about that probably once a week. <laughs> we will not, in fact, get into that on the podcast about fake horses. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, Hernan Cortez, uh, a good guy, comes from a really good family, but uh, I think his better days are uh, a little bit behind him. Not saying he can't be... Uh, competitive in these races anymore considering he was fourth in the Pegasus earlier this year, but I don't think he'll be seeing the winner's circle in races like the Chimbo or the Stewart's Cup. Mm-hmm. Next up, we have what I think would be the probable favorite in this race. This is I Am Inevitable for Danny Derby. He's by Gunmetal Gray out of the Time Lord Mare class. He is 9 for 10, has finished second once with earnings of almost $2 million. Uh, yeah, this guy is kind of a beast. Won all of those two-year-old races in Australia last year, except for the White Diamond Stakes, where Wait for Daylight, his rival, uh, got the better of him. He beat him uh, twice in a row after that, and Wait for Daylight has not been a problem for him since. Was last seen winning the Grade 1 t- Guitar Stakes a month ago uh, here in Australia. Here, yeah, physically here in Australia. Yeah, we're in Australia. Yeah, you know, kangaroos. <laughs> um, Cleopatra <laughs> is here with us, but she's kind of shy. So, <laughs> to get on uh, the podcast. Um, well, we yeah, are affiliated guy, with Tim Matthews, so... We are. So, uh, unfortunately, the worst mistake we've ever done was invite Tim on the show, and now it's... We're Twice. Like, <laughs> Twice. No, the thing is, like, we didn't actually invite him on the second time. He was kind of like like a child pulling at uh, their parents' leave, like, hey, can I come on the podcast? Can I come on the podcast? <laughs> he asked us every single day, sometimes twice a day. If he could come back on the podcast, and we were like, oh my god, fine, Tim. We had to bring in someone else to kind of, like, mitigate everything that was going to happen, and we picked the wrong person by choosing Danny. Oh, yeah. I regret everything. <laughs> that, oh, that, geez. Just kidding. It was. It's always fun with mm-hmm. those two. Anyway, yeah. I am inevitable. Yeah. Uh, Isn't his cat's name I am Iron Man? I love that. Dang. Oh, it's a it's a goat, not a cat. Whoops. <laughs> The, you might say that uh, I Am Inevitable is trying to be V-Goat. Hell yeah, let's go. Okay, so I didn't realize he's only run a 92, and he's run it twice in his career. Like, I would imagine really? a horse... Yeah, I'd imagine that a horse that's never finished worse than second and is a multiple grade one stakes winner had won, like, had run faster than that. That's crazy. Do you, yeah. Does that influence, like, how you think he's going to do? No, I think that he is... He like you look at the, what he's been facing off against, and like Wait for Daylight's a pretty decent horse, but I don't. He has the one Grade One where he beat I'm Inevitable, and then he hasn't won a Grade One since runner up. Like he was runner up in the Stewart's Cup and the Silver Slipper, but yeah. And then the other ones, I'm just you know, I just I don't recognize the names. 
which is probably because I'm, I'm not looking, I don't keep up with turf sprint very much, but anyway. Uh, next, we have another Philly mare. Yeah, we'll just go with a mare. This is the only other one in here. <laughs> this is Little Miss Monday, who's a homebred for Carl Smythe by CU Monday out of Little Miss Moon, who's by Reach for the Moon. This one won her first start of the year in a listed stakes, and then she's been, she had one off the board finish and then two thirds. Um, yeah, I, she ran this race last year. She was fifth, but she, I just looking at her form and seeing that 10th in the Stewards Cup against uh, other fillies and mares is just kind of concerning to me because she's, I don't know, I, She's not beating up on her own gender, so to speak, for me to consider her here. Yeah, I agree with you, but also on the same note, like, who would have expected, like, protagonist story to win last year? Yeah, that's true. I can't blame that Carl That was a big taking, upset, I think. Right? Yeah, yeah, it was. I can't blame Carl for taking a shot here with this mare, even mm. though, like, if I was betting, which I'm not, because you can't bet real money on the sim, or so I'm told. Uh, she would be, <laughs> she would be left off my tickets. Yeah, she might be like a high five play, you know, because she was in the she was fifth last year. Do you guys have high fives in the states? I don't think so. Like maybe at some sometimes some obscure moments. High five for people who don't gamble or who've never heard of that is the top five, as opposed to an exacto, which is top two, try, which is top three, and super, which is top four. High five is is five. So yeah. And they're also very expensive to play, so you have to like get them in order. <laughs> Otherwise your the ticket's gonna cost you like forty dollars off a sixty cent bet. <laughs> Not that I would know. Um yeah, anyway, that's Little Miss Monday. Alright, next up here we got Mahler for Carol Hansen, another homebred here in this impressive field. This is a three year old Roan Colt by Strong and Free out of the See You Monday Mayor, See You When. Uh, this guy is coming off a grade one win in the Golden Carnival Stakes versus Horses. Uh, beat Silent Movie Hero, who is a pretty darn good horse, who just came back to win an- another grade one last week with a 94. So really, that flatters him. It's really awesome of him to go and beat uh, a five-year-old grade one winning millionaire in his last start. I did ask Carol prior to this recording if he was an improver or not, and he is. Uh, initially, I was just like, what is this three-year-old with $300,000 doing in the Chimbo? But then I saw his last start, and I was like, oh, that's why he's in the Chimbo. Yeah. Also, so, unrelated, but it's... So it's it's 3.55 right now, and I'm pretty sure somebody just set off a firework outside. It is, like, bright sunshine right now. Like, it's not even close to sunset. I don't know what's going on, anyway. Oh, man. <laughs> Fireworks. Just, yeah. Gotta love that. Oh, yeah. Um... Yeah, Mahler's pretty cool. He's probably, like, kind of an unknown commodity right now. He did win impressively last out with a 93. Also, uh, I sorry to cut you off, but I like how he's Roan, but his headshot is Steel Grey. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> a, a lovely detail. Yeah. He has uh, a blinged out brow band, though. That's pretty fun. I do like that a lot. Um, yeah, I kind of think this guy's kind of live, just kind of under the radar. Yeah, live long shot. Yeah, very uh, 
very cash money of him to do what he did in him. <laughs> <laughs> and, and win a grade one last out. Low-key, I think he could show up here. I really do. Good for you, Carol. I hope it happens. I'm rooting for you. Yeah. Okay, uh, next up we have someone who's someone, because it's a person, a horse who's also probably going to be a favorite. This is Riven Gold. This one won the Chimbo back in year 54. By the way, in year 54, I think I predicted the top four in order. Like, top four oh, horses in shoot. order. Oh, shoot. Yeah. That was back when uh, I my forecasting wasn't, like, just totally terrible. <laughs> um, but yeah. This one is a homebred for Michael Looker by Riftstorm out of the Reach for the Moon Mare gold guitar. I feel like I say Reach for the Moon and See You Monday so often in Turf Sprint. Like, it's just those two are the breed shapers. Um, this guy, he's been sort of weird this year. He was second in Saudi and in Dubai and then came back and he's been, he won a grade two and a grade three for preps. Um... Yes, I agree. Yeah. It is very strange to finish second in the biggest races in his division. Very no, odd. he's just <laughs> weird. Nini, don't come at me with that. He's he's. You look at him and like he wins the Stewart's Cup Turf Sprint by two, and you think, oh my god, this horse is going to be so good. And then he's, you know, he has to drop to grade two and grade three levels, and he wins them like handily. Uh, we okay. return. <laughs> we return from a wiener sized. Uh, Wiener dog sized, I should say. <laughs> a wiener dog sized interruption. Uh, but yeah, I respectfully disagree with you. I think Riven Gold uh, did not like get kind of funny after that Stewart's Cup turf sprint. Like he matched the figure, finishing second in Northern Avenger in the desert. Uh, and like you know, co- going into the Saudi turf sprint uh, four weeks after the Stewart's Cup, like with no prep or anything in between, uh, like. You know, I don't. I just don't think that's funky or anything. You know, like uh. I, I just think that he, like, it's fine. Like, it's really hard to win like consecutive grade ones in any division unless you're an uber uber dominant horse. And not saying that Riven Gold isn't a dominant horse, but he's not like obviously a cut above everyone else. Like, he's not like a See You Monday type thing. You know, like he's obviously he doesn't, a beast. he doesn't run often enough, which he's been good this year. Like, he just missed the Pegasus, I guess, and then. Yeah, he had like the one two furlong work earlier, but then he's been he was two weeks, two weeks, three weeks, and he'll be two weeks again here. So, yeah, don't forget he the only time he was ever worse than second in his career is when he ran seventh in this race last year. So yeah, that was so weird too. <laughs> if anything is the outlier, it's that. Yeah, true. Anyway, that was Riven Gold. Nice horse. He's still super cool. I do like him though. Like I still I still like him. I pick him a lot. Yeah, he's really good. Mm-hmm. What I would do to own a horse like that. What anyone would do. Mm-hmm. Last up here is Talus for the Turf Sprint Superstar, Laura Smith. A homebred for her. He is by Toho Jackal out of the Sea to Stars Mare. See the finish. This guy is 14 for 18 lifetime earnings of $2.1 million. Coming off of, whoa, a bunch of consecutive first place finishes. Unbeaten this year. Yeah. Uh, his last kind of outing against really huge top tier comp not that he hasn't been against top tier competition he's beat uh in his last three starts he beat feather shadow twice in hernan cortez uh once he and also can, beat, can you feel, feel it, it? Jeez, and yeah. believe in magic yeah okay <laughs> talus i guess this is gonna be his coming out party uh he tried to have that coming out party last year in the, this race but he finished eighth uh 
Actually, like, what am I even saying? This horse has always been good. He won the Stewards' Cup turf dash as a two-year-old. Like, come on. And the Instant Millions Juvenile and the White Diamond. And was second in the Silver Slipper. Come on, Nini. Get a grip. <laughs> he's always been good. Pretty sure he's a champion, too, isn't he? Yeah, South Pacific champion, two-year-old male. And today we learned that most of the time, I don't know what I'm talking about. Oh, he's got a good headshot, too. It's also not Roan. That's great. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> don't listen to me. <laughs> yeah, uh, Talus. Uh, excellent horse. I would say that he like maybe underachieved for Laura at three. I'm sure she was hoping that he would do better. Uh, where like I'm assuming like you know you have this horse who is dominant at two. Want you want to go win the Chimbo and the Stewards Cup at three? He did not do that, but like it looks like there's not a whole lot in his way this year. Yeah, we'll see how he does because last year he ran sort of like a front runner. Like you look at the the his position at each point of call. Normally you see front runners. They're like uh, their highest position in the field is in the first half of the race, and then they drop, which is what he did there. But then he's also weird because he's like he stays like like he can he's closed. But <laughs> we return from a rat-sized interruption, uh, oh and we are talking about Talus. Yes, gotta yes, think he's were. like second choice in the betting, right? Or maybe co-first choice with I am inevitable. Yeah, oh, it's hard to say. Like. It's going to be between him, I think Raven Gold will be up there. I think Black Magic Hero might be up. God, like, so many of them are, like, deserving favorites. It's just, <sighs> I don't know. It's tough, man. Yeah, I Am Inevitable, I think, goes off as the favorite. So. Yeah. He just needs to run faster than a 92, because that's throwing me off. And I, <laughs> yeah, I really wise, am, like, yeah. He has to improve numbers-wise, for sure. Yeah. All right. Picks? Picks. Uh, I am inevitable on top. <laughs> Same. Yeah, cause I th- let me just take a look real quick here. Yeah, there's like a decent amount of speed, so he could be closing into a pretty good pace. There's a lot that'll press, I think, too. Um, and then I'm gonna go with who am I gonna go with? I totally looked at these entries before we previewed this field. <laughs> then I'm gonna go with Black Magic Hero. I think he's like been super good, and then I'm gonna go with Talus. Yeah, yep, that's it. I'm inevitable. Black Magic Hero Talus. I'm gonna go with a similar uh, try to yours. It's the same. Like if the tries were a sandwich, the breads would be the same. <laughs> so like, I am inevitable on top for me and Talus in uh, the show spot. But to finish second, I'm gonna take Can You Feel It for Pete Villa. Can you feel it, Mr. Krabs? And can you feel it? is gonna run well to me i think so i am inevitable on top can you feel it tell us can you feel it are you feeling it now mr crab that's, that's the, the line I'm stupid. <laughs> truly that show raised me same we just dated ourselves <laughs> <laughs> it's oh uh, i think isn't everybody your, knows how old your, we are so isn't your name public on your profile or your, your name not your name your your age maybe Maybe it is. I don't remember. <laughs> I am checking, and it is. There you go. As is mine. So, so we you are... all know that I'm 22 point whatever it says. Six. 20. Yeah, that's what I would think. And I am 22.2. I love decimals. <laughs> Just my favorite thing, decimals, always have been. Always loved like looking at them, multiplying them, dividing them. <laughs> yep, decimals. Beautiful. Let's do math. Math. Oh. 
All right, what else have we got for today? This is kind of a short one. We only had the one race to preview. I know, really, right? I feel like... Even we... though there were so many more we could have looked at, but we've been doing Dirt Route for a long time, so it's time to give some of the other divisions some love. That's true, and like it just felt wrong to like pick a few races from like the 25 billion that were week 13, day 5. Like The Chimbo is definitely like the headliner for yeah. this week. Uh, so many others. Like I feel like we should at least give some credit. Like Spechan is going in like the Long Island, uh, not the Long Island Classic. It's called the Long Island, the Long Island something. Handicap. There we go. That uh, she's going in that. We have Marvel and Kentucky Storm facing off in the Marvel Stakes. We got. I had the stakes schedule up like right now with me. <laughs> we got tons of races, and they're all cool. Uh, races with horses that have four legs. Hopefully. Um, that are trained by people that sit at a computer. I am saying lots of words to give me some buffer time to pull up said races. Uh, and now the races I just are in know, front of me. I, I have the stake schedule up, and looking at some of those sponsored races is just ridiculous. Some of you people are degenerates. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Look oh, I'm one of those of degenerates. I'm one of those. I know. <laughs> All my exes live in Texas. Yes, but the famous song by George Strait. Yeah, and oh, Tim's got one too. Live in Texas, and Texas is a place I dearly love to be. <laughs> but all my ex, I'm gonna stop. All right. Wise choices. Anyway, yeah. Um, big races. We got the Plastics Classic as well with Franzia. Obviously, Franzia. Franzia coming off of like a loss, I think, right? Or a loss a couple of starts back. Uh, yeah, I Shocker. Think so. Looking to continue reestablishing his dominance. Um, just tons of races. The Rags to Riches, a popular prep for the Distaff. We got Elixir, Nina Olsen in there. Probably going to go off as the favorite. We got some races. We have the uh, Thriller Stakes. That's the most important to me to, uh, on uh, Friday. Ah, uh, yes. The thriller stakes. Yeah. With uh some with a horse that shouldn't even be in there, but he's there. <laughs> I don't know. I because he decided to run a ninety six when he's a peak allowance. What an idiot. Maybe he's not a peak allowance anymore. Maybe he's gonna he's gonna go for it. Yeah. I don't know what's up with him. He's very strange. I wish you. I hope he wins. I hope that uh, no day but today wins too. I hope all of y'all have a good race day. I hope we all dead heat for first place in the most unprecedented event in sim history, where we all just share the wins. We're all going to be Stewart's Cup Classic winners, even if we don't win. Even if we don't even have a horse entered, we're all going to win the Stewart's Cup Classic this year. But if we're all Stewart's Cup Classic winners, that doesn't that mean none of us are Stewart's Cup Classic winners? No, it means that we're all Stewart's Cup Classic winners. Mm. It's not the same thing. Hmm. It's not. It's not two time Stewart's Cup Classic winners. Hell yeah, let's go. <laughs> let's do it. Okay. Uh, anything else we got? I don't think so. Just good luck to all in all of your races, whether they be Stewart's Cup preps or conditional races or claiming races. Good luck to all. I hope all of your horses win and you continue to have a great time. Yes, everybody, have a good week. We'll talk to you next week. Yes, please direct. Uh, continue directing all hate mail to me. Uh, feedback is, would be cool. But if you don't want to leave feedback, that's also fine. But like, <laughs> that's it would cool. be cool. It would be cool. Uh, uh, 
special thank you to you for being awesome, Mara. Oh, thank you. Love you. Love you <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, everybody have a good week slash weekend. Yeah. We'll stay see safe. You again next week. Yeah, stay safe. Be kind. Stay safe. Be kind. Wear your mask. Be careful. Also, especially be careful if you live in on the West Coast. It's looking yes. kind of freaky over there. Please uh, stay safe. Yeah. Okay, bye, everybody. Bye. Guess I'm sleeping over after all. Something dark and something beautiful. But I don't want to tell you how to live. You're lonely and you don't know when to quit. I guess we're not so different after all. Never enough. Taking the world off your shoulders.